Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Caitlin, Brenda, Sharpie, and Steve. Hello. Howdy. Hey, y'all. Hi, friends. On today's episode, we're going to be talking dark, <laughs> scary, mysterious. That was a little much. We're going to be going over to Universal Studios Orlando and talking about Halloween Horror Nights. I just realized I'm sitting in a hotel room and I just screamed. So if there's a knock at the door, (laughs) you'll all know why. Please, Lisa. I know. Golly. So, uh, yeah, we uh, took the family to Halloween Horror Nights. And Steve and I and the two girls went. We we've kind of made this an annual thing because uh, we love it. We love the whole vibe. We love getting a little creepy dressed up. Um, I mean, not too much, but there's always one subtle touch. Like I had this this gash in my head that Amber oh. gave me, and um, Steve had his his neck slit. And but it was stitched up and healing, so that's good. But yes. Amber does all kinds of makeup on us, and she's pretty good at it. She, um, oh, she did really cute, um, with her makeup on her eyelids. She made little bats that were like flying away. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, Brooke had, um, on her chest this big spider web in the shape of a heart, and that was neat too. Mm-hmm. You so, have to post a picture. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll post I'll, I'll have to find those. I asked Amber for pictures and she's like, no, you don't want pictures of this because she's kind of we'll particular know, a about her artistry. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. Um, but I'll see what I can dig up and, and get some pictures out there for you. Sounds and, really cool. Yeah. Well, it just kind of gets us excited and Brooke had her little light up flashy horns and Uh, They dressed appropriately. They were kind of goth, kind of creepy. Yeah, it was. I had a T-shirt. At least my T-shirt had a creepy clown on it. Steve wore, what'd you even wear? Just Just a a red shirt. Bon John T-shirt. Yeah, something (laughs) Something. like that. So you guys could find me. It was just a bright red shirt. Thank you. you, Because you get lost. It's all about Um, the safety. So every year when we go... We like to do the um, stay and scream, stay and skate, scream. Yeah, stay and scream. And what this means is at five o'clock, the park closes to the general admission. So if you're in the park, but you plan on on staying for Halloween Horror Nights and you have your ticket and you're all set, they have these different areas. It's a holding corral type of thing where you show your ticket for Halloween Horror Nights and they let you into the holding tank um, while they empty the park of everyone else. And this process is supposed to take about an hour, but sometimes it takes less time. And when it does take less time, that means we can get into the haunted houses earlier, which is fantastic. So what we've learned over the years is what's best for our family is not the standard ticket, but we get the Halloween Horror Nights ticket plus the Express Pass. And the Express Pass is additional. Uh, I buy the tickets early as soon as they come out because they do go up in price. 
And I think we paid just over a thousand dollars for the four of us to have the admission and the express passes. So roughly 250 to 60 something um, per person. And I would not go without that express pass. It saves us so much time. In the end, um, this is like the third year in a row, we've gotten everything done. So that's 10 houses and five scare zones. And then they have this electrifying like dance musical, not musical. It's, it's so much more grungy than a musical. Um, but it's this awesome, uh, high energy dance show that they do with some pretty awesome magic, by the way, I think that's pretty awesome. And we get it all done last year. I think we got everything done by like 1130, but we closed the park down. It was 1am when we left. Um, Amber made it through eight houses and we were just so tired and the heat and our feet and all the walking and, and she's like, no more. And I said, you can go back to the hotel. So she went back after eight houses. She was just tuckered out, but we, we finished it off. Um, was it so, a hot evening? Was it a hot night? Yeah, it wasn't bad, it, but, but you're definitely sweaty. Bad. Um, I remember past particularly years, for Florida. Yeah, it I wasn't think bad for Florida. Been hotter. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. cloudy um, and a little bit of a down breeze. Down in Texas, we have all the heat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was even the, that day in the park so, wasn't too bad because it yeah, was kind of cloudy. I agree. Cloudy it was crazy. overcast on and off. At least you. Did, at least it didn't rain. Yeah, no rain. No, no rain. Um, so if you if you look at the standby lines, you're going to be looking at Steve. You took a little more notice of the, the standby times easily 60 to 90 to a, to over yeah. 115 minutes. So close to two hours for the wait time for one house. Yeah. And Steve was also timing each of the house lines that we did. And I don't think any of them exceeded 20 minutes. Yeah. So they try to, so, so a couple of things, first off, if you do the stay and scream, so if you have a park pass, then you get into one of these little holding areas. And then sometimes, depending on which holding area you decide to go to, there's some of the food options are there. So you can eat a little early and try a couple of food items while you're waiting. And then uh, we always go to the one that's kind of near the front of the park. So it, it has access to three houses and all those, or four actually, I think. All those houses are pretty close to each other. So when you get out of one, you can go to the next and the next. So you can get through a couple of them before they open the gates for everybody else to get into the park, which is nice. So what's your dinner strategy? Let, let me, well, like, cause like that's something that, that we, we talked about a lot with not so scary. What's your dinner strategy for Halloween horror nights? Knowing that you have express pass, yeah. knowing that, but still you've got a lot of. That's the problem. We did this. a lot to see and not a lot of time. What, what do, what do you do? Well, they put out different, uh, they put out a special menu of creepy foods and, um, and drinks. Um, and, and so so we look at the list and we see what's interesting. And (laughs) in the end, we we just kind of snack through the night last year, we did an actual sit down meal, Yeah, but this year, um, was more snacky, which, which kind of, which messed us up because of, yeah. Because in the end, Brooke was starving because she didn't find anything. So, yeah, Um, the problem is 
so normally we just if you eat while you're in the holding area, then you're which we did, but and we all got something. Um, but then everybody wanted some of these specialty items and they're all over the map. They're like at totally different places. So you spend all this time running around the park trying to find this food booth that is not located correctly on the map. Oh, um, goodness gracious. So that, yeah, they're like, oh, we moved that. You know, like so, someone will send us over here. And then they're like, oh, like, it's oh, no yeah, longer here it. on the map. They moved it to the front of the park. And you're like, uh, the hot dogs where? So you're like, oh, so that's that was the problem. The food is is tough. You've got to eat early or grab something as you go buy it that you see, or you're not going to, if you want to hit everything, if you want to get it all, if or, or else you're not going to see everything in one night. Yeah. I ended up um, right before the, um, what's that show called? The Actually, I have it over here, but the, that energetic show that I told you about. Um, it wasn't like the Megan thing, right? The Megan dance thing? I don't know. It's called Nightmare Fuel, Nightmare Fuel Revenge Dream. That's the name of the show. And they say the show that sparked your darkest dreams has reignited because they've gone with this theme year after year. Let your dream, let your nightmares burn out of control as the pyro and aerial performers fire you up to the beat of metal and electronica. And so the music is very forward facing. Uh, The the dance is very um, pushes the envelope. The attire pushes the envelope. So if you're offended easily by new wave, uh, scantily clad, um, questionable dance moves, fire, flashing lights, it may not be for you. But it's so, the the kids that are doing this are so so good. Um, absolutely amazing between their, their dance moves, the gymnastics, their, their tricks and abilities. You've got just incredible talent on that stage. Any way you look at it, yeah, but anyway, quite, before the, we went, quite the production. Yeah, it is. It really is. And they, when, when we went, they had three shows that night, but I think they've had two shows per night in the past, but, uh, just simply amazing. And it will be a packed show. So mm-hmm. you do need to get there at least half an hour early if you want decent seating. And we had, we had really good seating. Um, they designate the exact center section for VIP tours. So they get that. And then you can fill in the sides. Well, we got across the aisle, like we could touch the VIP. So we were, couldn't have had a better seat. Yeah, we got um, Amber awesome. did a good job getting us seats. But we, um, I grabbed, I've never done this, but there's a potato bar. Do you guys know that there's a little potato booth? Later. Um, you know, the, uh, the flats over by, was in, uh, by Diagon Alley and hmm. there, there's a potato booth. Anyway, I got, um, a big potato and, you know, got that loaded up and I brought that to the show and I was eating it in line and I did finish it in line because we were there so early, but at least we had something to do in line. Um, they let us in about 20 minutes prior to the show so everyone could get seated. And so it was a beautiful, smooth transition. I think as far as the houses go, um, I enjoyed quite a few. And 
usually I'm not a, I don't fall victim to the jump scares and all that. Uh-huh. I swear some of them got me good this year. Um, <laughs> um, and, and it wasn't just like one house. Uh, usually I'm prepared and I'm like, okay, I know you're going to jump at me, but darn them. And, and I found myself almost scolding. I'm like, oh, you got me. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> curse you. Um, you know, it wasn't the scream. It was just a gasp. And I'm like, oh, you. Um, but I did enjoy the fact that I knew a couple of the shows that were being represented by the houses. They had Stranger Things. Um, it was Stranger Things 4. So that was represented. Yep. And and so I, I could follow the storyline. They had The Exorcist believer and i didn't see believer but i'm i'm familiar with the exorcist storyline they had chucky ultimate kill count i don't know this particular one but i know chucky and he creeps me out um i always always love when they do universal monsters of any sort so this was universal monsters unmasked um and this is going to be things like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, The Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback, and Invisible Man. So they they featured some some different monsters than just Wolfman and Dracula type of thing. Um, but I think that's all I really knew as far as the storyline. Um, I think the most one of the most popular because. Um, Stranger Things and Chucky seem to be really popular, but they had The Last of Us. That one was creepy. They had um, Oddfellow's Twisted Organs. Oh my gosh, Doctor Oddfellow! That was that was a really disturbing haunted house, um, in my opinion. The Yeti Campground Kills is another house they did, and the Yeti did get me a couple times. Dueling Dragons was interesting because in the end, they give you a choice. You have a a fork in the road, and I've never seen that in a haunted house before. And so you can choose one side or the other. And uh, the girls went one way, and Steve and I went another. Uh, The girls came out victorious, and Steve and I died. (laughs) We chose the wrong way. Uh So. Um, but I thought that was a nice little twist to to have a choose your own adventure type of thing. Yeah, so, so that was Dueling Dragons. Yeah, so if you're a and Universal then, Studios fan, you under the Dueling Dragons used to be a roller coaster from the original park, and there were two roller coasters that you would ride, and one was Fire, which was blue or red, and then there was Ice, which was the other coaster, which was blue, and they would ride at when they first launched, they the roller coasters would go at the same time. And they would kind of duel. Uh, and then one time somebody threw something off of, or something fell off of one roller coaster and hit somebody in the other roller coaster. So they never start, they never launched them again at the exact same times. And this, this is where Hagrid's is now. The motorbike yeah. adventure is replaced the dueling dragons. So it, it's a play on mm-hmm. that house is a play on the drag. And you see the drag, the actual dragons in there and things like that. So it's kind of interesting how they, and I tied that all together. So it's kind of cool. But like, okay. like I thought it was an actual movie. No, the dueling. Dra- well, so a lot of these are not movies. They're just made up. They're by, just based on universal on, IP. Like, yeah. So the dueling dragons is based on that roller coaster. The Yeti. Um, They had a Yeti one a couple of years ago. That was really cool. Uh, I think all of these are 
the ones that you obviously know, like The Last of Us, Chucky, Exorcist, and Stranger Things 4 are actual, I guess, IP. And then they make up kind of their own stories that are kind of cool. Yeah. So that's what that um, one is. Mm-hmm. The last one we did of the night was Blood Moon, which was close to Minions near the front. And that one was really good. And it's hard when you don't know the storyline, but uh, Blood Moon, it was good. Uh, once in a while, and it was in different houses, you know, you're looking side to side, being paranoid, and something will come from the top and mm. they'll get you. Um, I have to get Brenda to go. The hunchback, hunchback got me. So what? What was this? Which was the scariest? Um. What do you think on Lisa? I think Blood Moon might be my top for the jump scares, but um, the grossest was Doctor Oddfellow. Yeah, the Doctor Oddfellow, which is the, like, what are you thinking? He's like the theme of this year's show. He's like the ringmaster. He's the host. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's like a carnival of oddities is what that house is, you know? So it's like all the things you would see in a carnival, but disgusting. (laughs) It's really awful. Revolting. Um, It was, I don't even want to tell you the coolest. So the scariest for me, I think was the exorcist. Cause that was, that that had a lot of scary things. The kids like stranger things the best. It wasn't scary, but it was exactly like the movie. So they were like taking in all the scenery and all the characters. Um, Cause it was yeah, it's a, like, Oh, Barbara. Oh my gosh. Hey, you know, you're like, it's like all the key, it's like the key scenes you're walking through the movie. Um, then the Chucky thing, the, the way that's put together, cause he's like a doll. So he, in the house, he's a doll. He's a little tiny doll and he's like a puppet. So they're all puppeteers in the Chucky house. Wow. So, so it's super cool. And when you first come in, there's a Chucky, there's a little Chucky doll sitting on the counter when you first walk in on the table and he's talking to you and he's, and then Brooke looked at it and it's talking to Brooke and then Brooke walks past and then she turns around and looks back and it turns its head and stares at her. What's the freakiest thing ever? That is, that's pretty creepy. It was creepy. And then there's a hallway of Chucky boxes, like the doll boxes on the left and right, just stacks of them from the floor to the ceiling. And you have to walk down the hallway and there's all these Chucky doll boxes just stacked up on the left and right. And then of course, you know, some of them are Chucky. That's the one that's alive. Like jumps out at you. It was that, that house was, it was interesting because it was all puppeteers doing things with these little Chucky dolls that you couldn't see, but you could just see the Chucky doll doing the stuff. It was cool. It wasn't the scariest. It was pretty gross, though. I'm not, I don't like scary things, but I feel like I could really appreciate the like theatrics and like the production side yeah, of things. Yeah, that's the yeah. best part. It sounds really well, cool. Yeah. And Caitlin, there is, um, there is like a daytime tour that you can do to see the houses with the lights on, get the backstory, get to see the details that you absolutely oh. won't see when you're going through it. But um, that might, you, it's during the day lights on. So even if you don't do it at night, this is a good opportunity to, to see the backstory and to see 
you know, the effort that goes into making these because yeah. they're making them. Yeah. The, like the scale of year. them. I mean, some of them it's like you walk in and it's raining and it's like London and there's a night watchman on the bridge way above you on the stone bridge. And he's talking to you and he's like way up top and there's a moon way up there. I mean, it's like the production is unbelievable. Okay. So something else that was new this year, and I hope this isn't a spoiler, um, but they have bad guys in different houses. So it's, it's not specific to one house, but they have bad guys that will like smash someone's head. Oh, that was awful. Or, you know, and then it sprays at you. So there's this mist that represents the blood. Yuck. Oh my gosh. So there were several houses that had something that sprayed you. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. So they're up in their game. So it's supposed to feel like blood and guts, but it's really just like water or something. You know, like at the okay, carnival, you know the know. you know the carnival where you take the mallet and you hit the bell and it the thing goes up and it tries to hit the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You smash the thing. Well, they've got like a guy, um, that's a evil guy who's hitting the bell, but instead of the thing that you hit, it's like a guy without a head that's just cut off that he's pounding. And then oh when he gosh. and when he <laughs> when he pounds the the stub of a neck, the Sounds blood. a little gory, but I can appreciate the yeah. the um four D effect, was, I guess you could call it, was it with little, the spray. Yeah. But it was and then the scare zones, they have a scare zone that's sixty themed, which was really well done. Because the scare zones I think that was amazing. A lot of the scare zones have regular people in them that are just actors in that period of time so it was a 60s theme and they have like a bus like a volkswagen bus and they have a little volkswagen bug and they got the 60s music playing and all the 60s lights and there's this guy who's like 70 years old who's like high higher than you could imagine just stumbling around and he's one of the guys But sometimes he's, he's not higher than the, the clouds. He's pretending yes. to be. There were so than the many. They're all like stones. Flower completely. children that are older, and they and there's like probably fifty or sixty of them in that in that zone. There's everywhere. like everywhere, and some of them are like getting attacked, or some of them will just come up to you and say things, but they'll say it very loudly and scare you. You know what I mean? So they're just they're not all like monsters, but it's it was a really cool, well done zone. So they did it. They did a great job. Um, we did. Oh, try they had the the yes. uh, classic chainsaw gang. Yeah, there's a there's um, a zone of chainsaws, um, mm-hmm. over by the entrance to the to the right. Um, there's kind of a mysterious uh, jungle themed scare zone with weird uh, bug like creatures that you walk through and jungly. So it was it was very well done. They, and then the. The uh, tribute store where you can buy merchandise was a comic book theme. So it had all kind of comic books on the walls and actual comic books. And um, they had the, the uh, machine that makes the, uh, the plasticky toys. The wax mold. The moldorama. The moldorama. They had a moldorama. It's $8. Uh, it, had, it had a, was it a Frankenstein? I can't remember. They had Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. They had, and then they had um, the pumpkin thing over on the, yeah, on the, the pumpkin other, guy over at the other. But they table. had a, uh, I saw two different machines. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they have those, and then uh, 
Yeah, it was it was super well done. Real quick on some food, and then we'll wrap it up. The um, we did just a couple things. I tried all the drinks because I thought they sounded great. They sound good, but they're not as as good as they sound. So let's see here. The first thing we did is we did this uh, Cheddar Jalapeno Hellfire Club, which is from uh, Stranger Things. So that's uh, that sounds hot. It was jalapeno cheddar bread. Shaved pork shoulder, crispy t- uh, potato sticks, spicy mar- mayo, pineapple chutney, and Munster cheese. It was four, uh, 14 dollars. That was pretty good. So that was a solid sandwich for fourteen dollars. And then they also had the peanut butter smuggler drink, which I tried, which I thought sounded interesting. So I was like, I have to get it. So it's a uh, new Amsterdam vodka, hot honey, lime juice, raspberry, and peanut butter syrups. It was so bad. Wow. It was so that horrible. That sounds like an interesting God. combo. It was yeah, awful. It, <laughs> it was so horrible. I don't even know that I would have been attracted to that on the menu. It was so bad. Was it thick? No, it was like, it was just like a sugary drink. It tasted like. I don't even know. It was so sweet and flowery. Ew. And over, I, I just, I took a couple sips. There was, uh, I had, you had a choice word for the taste. It was I don't awful. remember what it you said. It was horrible. It was $12 and 50 cents. <laughs> and I, I poured it out as soon as I got it into like a planter. <laughs> so, oh man. So what that, a waste. I know. So that was a no, but, uh, we did, I did try a couple other drinks that were a little, a little better. But we had. I the, think you could have gone back and said, "This is horrible. Can I get can I the get other some, drink?" They would have done it. So mm-hmm. over at the Yeti, we had the poutine. I think the bloody campfire yeah. poutine for ten dollars, crispy fries topped with Asian-inspired gravy, uh, a roasted pork, cheese curds, scallions, and uh, crispy chilies. That was good. And then we got the bloody snowball which was $5.50, which was like a round cake thing covered with uh, like a marshmallow buttercream and coconut. It was, that was pretty good. Hmm. Um, so we had a couple. A that couple those sound good. Yeah. So if you want, we'll have, um, I forget, is it Xavier who we usually have on? I have to go look. We have him on every year and we actually ran into him. Yeah, Xavier. Yeah. So That's we'll, funny. So I talked to him. At the event, the second at the that night, um, so I said you got to come back on Mouse Chat. So he has his best and worst picks because there's some weird stuff at this year that we were going to try. Um, and then we ran into John Self, who writes for us at the at uh, Pixie Vacations and also on our Universal website. So we ran into John both nights. So and John's been writing for us for years, and we've never met. So we finally got to meet John. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there was a bunch of bloggers and writers and everybody was hanging out because it was the second night of uh, Halloween Horror Nights when we were there. But you have to go. I can't I believe will... no one else wants to go. Kate Land. Brenda. She sounds willing. I, I don't go. know if Brenda's Sharpie. willing. I need to go. I have, I've never been to Oh, my Halloween God. Night. It's so good. I'm not going near there with a 10-foot pole. I want... <laughs> I watched the commercial for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was a kid. And anytime I hear a chainsaw, I'm terrified that some freako oh. person has got yeah, something in their head come. to act out the movie. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
I I am pretty freaked out about that kind of stuff, but I there's part of me that's willing. It's if you so can look good. at it for its theatrical value, it it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's a, the houses um, are surprised they get me. The houses are amazing. They're so well I can done. Imagine. They're so well themed. It's not like a little chintzy local uh Halloween thing. It's no. really the production value is amazing. Um I mean, Universal really knows how to do stuff like that, but I don't watch any scary movies. Like, I literally do not watch any scary movies. Yeah. So I would would be terrified. terrified. I don't think I've seen one for about 20 years, um, if not longer. And that's why I don't know a lot of these. um, And I know Mm -hmm. the older ones. Yeah. Okay. Except Stranger Things. I don't consider that a horror movie. I, I, call that more of uh an adventure movie with a little bit of yeah scariness yeah and one year i haven't seen that either they had ghostbusters one year as one of the houses they had uh, they had beetlejuice they had beetlejuice as one of the houses one year oh don't keep saying it i know so (laughs) he's got a he's got a second movie coming out (laughs) so uh yeah. yeah steve was chatting it up with beetlejuice i know and we're talking about a second movie. It's being filmed right now. So Beetlejuice 2. But yeah, it's an amazing event. So if you want to oh, go, cool. we, can, we can get you tickets. Yeah, that looks just like him. I know. His costuming is pretty um, yeah, spot on. Yeah, they're pretty on point wow. with all of that. And that show that Lisa was talking about that replaced Bill and Ted, <laughs> Excellent Adventure. And then they did another show one well, year. Nightmare. The, they did something with the villains. I can't remember the name of the group something villains uh and then the new uh show it's the third year that this group has been doing it which is amazing but i feel like it's a slight variation of the same show every year so i'm hoping for something new well it is they they say that the nightmare continues and so they they started off with the whole bed scene yes and and then they make it a little different so So the amount of fire in that show is unbelievable like everything yeah, if you have is on any fire. kind of sensory issues. It's it's so cool. It's amazing how hot it is in the audience. And I can't imagine how hot it is to be on stage running With around makeup and costume. And, and they're and like stuff. and they're they're dancing. Well, saying full. they're in costume is a stretch. They're very yeah, there's a very limited costuming. <laughs> there's um but the amount of dancing and movement and fire, it's like you've like got to dunk yourself in an ice tank after it's unbelievable. Like their head, they have a headdress that's on fire. They're spinning fire. The stage is on fire. There is nothing that is not on fire during that show. Almost Goodness. the entire yeah. time. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's quite a show. It's, it's, uh, all the kids love that show. <laughs> I don't remember the first it year. It sounds like a blast. The I first mean, year we it took, it sounds hot. We took Bill. Yeah. yeah. It's on fire. <laughs> Sharpie, yeah. the first year we this took um, we took a bunch of our pixie travel agents to the Bill and Ted show, and it just start years ago, and it's and this is the first time I ever went, and it just starts with like this warning about like every possible thing that's going to happen on this show, <laughs> and I'm there with like well, we're and, there and with, they're like, very proud that they're not Disney. There, yeah. So that show was that Bill and Ted show was like a pun on Disney, like everything, like. That was the, the one year was the year of the magic band 
And so the mat, so they all had like these magic bands that malfunctioned in the show and they did all these weird things. And then it was star Wars cause they had star Wars, they had bought star Wars. So they had all these star Wars puns and they had, they all came out in stormtrooper outfits and then they all stripped to nothing. <laughs> and I'm there with a bunch of trout and we're there with all these travel agents and it's literally, it's the equivalent of a strip show with um, profanity and everything you can think of thrown in with the audience going crazy. It's the most. Yeah, everything but headless chickens. It is the most. Wow, that's it's, impressive. It's the craziest thing you have seen. Somehow you, they left the headless chickens out of there. <laughs> yeah, they had the heads, just not the chickens. So, oh, gotcha. Okay. It's a very high energy I'm more of a crazy Disney fan show. than I realized. <laughs> it's insane. That show is insane. So it's it's a lot of fun. But anyway, go to well, Halloween Horror Nights. I um uh Thursday, I am going back to Halloween Horror Nights. So I will do another full evening of Halloween Horror Nights. So I will report back and let you know if there's anything new. I'm not going to do a full review uh, of everything, but anything that I miss or uh, something new that I try, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm really excited to go again. I don't know why, you're, but you're it was scare on Lisa. The amount yeah. of walking is unlike nothing you've ever experienced at a theme park. Like my Apple watch afterwards was like, I don't know what you're doing, but you have set a new world record. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I got some note on my Apple watch that was like new record set. And I was like, what in the world? That is funny. It's a lot of walking. Yeah, it was a lot of walking. Like, well, because not normal. you go in not normal, and then they park. like take you out behind the, behind all the attractions and the exit is like five attractions away. Yeah. And you're just walking uh, so much. It's miles and miles and miles of walking. So you have to be ready. I mean, like the queues are unbelievable. Like nothing you've seen at any other theme park. It's crazy. But anyway, so that's why you got to get that. Yeah. Mask. You got to get the, the, uh, not the RIP, but the express. You can get in at about 20 minutes per house or less with express. Yeah. And, well, so I mean, we cool. waited. We waited a maximum of 20 minutes for uh, one of them. And it might've been the last one, but we're like, oh my gosh, this is so long. And then we look at his little stopwatch and it's like, oh boy, can you imagine being here for an hour and a half or two hours? I, I can't imagine. So if you have it within your means, um, you can get everything done under the express pass. Otherwise, I think you'd be looking at maybe three to five houses. So maybe half of them. Yeah. And a lot of people are local, so they come back. They yeah. We just choose not to stand in lines and we have one night to do it. So we, we want to get it all in. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Choice. Cool. It's worth Although, it. Yeah. Although the RIP, that is literally, uh, it's the, the Halloween Horror Nights version of a VIP little play on words there, play on letters. And you don't wait in line at all. We asked last year, what the um what the rule was about the standby line versus the express pass line and i believe they said it's pretty much um like five to one so you don't get immediate access to the haunted houses but if they let five people go over here 
they let one person go over here, but then, you know, say 20 to, to four type of thing. Yeah, they so to keep, that's their theory. Express, they try to keep 20 minutes or less is what yeah. they for the express pass. And then RIP, you walk literally right in. And then yeah. the regular line is anywhere from an hour to two hours, depending on the house. So. Even late at night, they still have a good hour wait. But I think that that is it on Halloween Horror Nights for this episode. All right, let's wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any comments or questions for us, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mousechat.